1: A Netflix live event happening
0: May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his
1: cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network.
0: Hey Dolphins, fans, this is Michael Fink with the uh, FinFans Podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank both the Dolphins Talk Network and the Pigskin Podcast Network for their support. Uh, make sure to check them out. Please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Please make sure to follow the show. That way you'll know when a new one comes out. It's truly appreciated. All right. Let's uh, kick off today's show. And we're back again, Lewis. We're
1: back again from... What are we back from? The The last show?
0: The week from hell. (laughs) We're back. We are
1: back. We're back. We're back again. We're back again... We're talking dolphin. Tomorrow football.
0: is the NFL draft, and most dolphin fans will be asleep.
1: <laughs> you know, Mike, I haven't even given it a thought the whole week. You know, I, I just haven't even thought about the draft at all, which is crazy because usually we're so hyped, especially over the last few years with all the draft picks and you know so on and, and, and so speculation forth. speculation and everything else. Yeah. Right. I mean, we had two last year. We had three the year prior. I mean. You know, these last couple of drafts have been some of our more exciting, uh, you know, drafts leading up to the draft, you know, because of the amount of um, draft picks that we had. I mean, especially that year that we had three, that's, you know, that's like three times the fun. You know, you love the first round. You love who you're going to get, you know, in that first round. You get really excited about, you know, bringing in an impact player. When you have three picks in the first round, it's like, oh my God, you know, you you know, you're just so excited about it. Um, you know, so I remember, you know, leading up to those drafts, uh, we were doing the podcasts at those point you know, at that point, yeah. and um, you know, we were all just so excited about the situation. And um, you know, this year, you know, it's kind of the complete opposite end of the spectrum there, right? Um, you know, we don't draft <laughs> we don't First, second round are going to go by, uh, what, half of the third round before no, no, we No, more
0: than half, almost the entire third round. The pick we have is one of the compensatory picks.
1: Oh, God, is so it we're, really? we're at the
0: bottom of the third round.
1: Ugh, even worse. Thanks, Mike. You I believe it's pick salt in an open wound. <laughs> so. Salt in an open wound, you did. You did me wrong, well, Mike. I, you, you know, i got to
0: set your expectations.
1: Yeah, well, now we'll be... <laughs> <laughs> we'll be drafting late on Friday night, right? Yep. What do they? Um, oh my God! So the first first night is the first round. Yep. And then on Friday second we got and third. second and thirds. So yeah. <laughs> around eleven o'clock, we can tune in on Friday night. Well, you never know. I
0: mean, they could trade back up into uh, an earlier round, right? The possibility is they there.
1: could. It's always there. I mean, you know, hopefully there'll be some Dolphins. Watching the drift, I so will you know. personally, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'll follow it to some extent. You know, I'll I'm going to be traveling tomorrow, so um, you know, I'll keep an eye on it. I'm sure you, my son, a couple other people will keep me posted on who got who went where, so on and so forth. So, um, you know, it, it is exciting to some extent, but not so much for us. You know, I just hope that the bills and the jets and the Patriots, um, you know, they don't do very well. That's that's all we care about. That's, we don't, you
0: know, that's the thing. I mean, the Jets have a lot of picks. They they're, they look like us a couple of years ago.
1: They do. You know, we, we just got to hope that we hear names and we, you know, we respond with the, who? Uh-huh.
0: And the what Jet fans, the fans are booing. What the hell are they doing? <laughs>
1: yeah, and the Jet fans are booing. <laughs> <laughs> that happens quite a bit. That's it, does. So, it does. It's so funny. funny. It really is mm-hmm. it's so funny. But um, anyway, Daniel's out there, huh? Well, hopefully, so, Daniel's having a good time out. All there. All right. So anyway.
0: it's Friday night and it's late, and we get our first pick. Who? You, who? What position do you think we go for first?
1: Oh goodness. I mean, well, I've said it before. You know. I mean, we know what we know what the needs are. You know, the the offensive line we we address to some extent. You know, but um, we can use an upgrade at the center position. Um, I'd love to see a good young running back, you know, to complement the two veteran guys that we signed this year. Yeah, you know, we'll take line- a
0: running back in the seventh.
1: Yeah, that seems to be the trend here. Or we'll just, you know, we'll we'll uh, bring in an undrafted rookie. And, Possibly. Uh, and have him work with the team. But, you know, the linebacker position – you know could use some depth i mean we've got some guys that have been around a while and um there's not a lot of youth there at this point i would love to see a good young linebacker come in and just you know shake things up a bit so you know those are the need positions but you know i've said this before mike and i'll say it again you know especially when we're getting into the third round i mean you take the best available player regardless of what position he plays and and you know that that's my thought on it and you know that that can go anywhere from, you know, the, you know, a a position that we're deep at, you know, maybe in the secondary uh, to quarterback, you know, if there's a, a quarterback that they say, wow, this guy has potential, he's rough on the edges, whatever. I mean, I say you take the best possible, you know, the best available player there, um, the highest rated player, and you roll the dice and hopefully you come up with something at that point. Um, you know, they addressed a lot of needs through free agency um, and trades. And uh, they've put themselves in an extremely nice position. But, you know, to hit a home run on a guy here in the third round would just it would just be icing on the cake for us.
0: It's happened before, right?
1: It has happened before. Yep, absolutely. Um, you know, draft history, Dolphin draft history, you know, in, in regard to the third round. There's been some really good names over the years. Um most recently Brandon Jones, right? Yeah. He's a starting safety, and he's a good one. Um, you know, six career sacks already from the safety position. That's production. You right. know, we, we like what we see out of him. Um Dieter, you know, there's still a big question mark over his, you know, over his head, but you know, if he wins that starting center position, that's another, you know, hit in the third round. Uh, Jerome Baker. Yep. Who's, you know, a starting linebacker and has been for us, you know, probably our best linebacker and has been for the last few years, was third round pick. And then, um, you know, if you go back further than that, you know, Kenyon Drake, who was productive for us, uh, Olivia Vernon. Yep. You know, Crowder, Channing Crowder, was starting linebacker for us for a few years. Very good football player. Um, You know, the most prominent guy, you know, uh, more recent. I mean, we can go way back on some guys. We'll talk about that in a minute. But Jason Taylor, I mean, Hall of Famer in the third round. I mean.
0: Take that all day long,
1: right? Take that all day long. You know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the running back, was productive for us. Terry Kirby was an outstanding Outstanding running back for us. Went on and played with the 49ers and the Raiders after he left us, Cleveland. But when he was with us, I mean, my goodness, that guy caught 50, 60 balls every year. He was a phenomenal pass receiver. And he was, I believe he was blind in one eye, wasn't he? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, Kirby was just an incredibly... Gifted football player. It was very, very productive for us out of that third round. Farrell Edmonds was a really good tight end for us for quite a few years. And then you go further back, and you got Tony Nathan, who was God. He was he was just outstanding. Uh, Jimmy Cephalo and Nat Moore. I mean, yeah. you know, just really, really solid third round players. I mean, Nat Moore wound up playing how many years in the NFL? Fourteen. Sixteen yeah, quite a few, at receiver. Played.
0: That's that's impressive.
1: That's impressive. Um so you know, there guys can be had in the third round. Um, you know, we you see you you heard that. We've got guys that are starting on our football team right now, three starters last year that came out of the third round. That that were on the team last season. Got a Hall of Famer and Jason Taylor there. So it can be had. We can snatch somebody in that third round, Mike. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I hope we do. I mean, you know, uh, you, you, this team needs it. They, they need as much talent as they can possibly get. So you hope that they've done their research and uh, they identify players that are going to come in and if not win a job, at least push the guys in front of them to uh, perform better.
1: Yep, absolutely, no question about it. Um, What do we have after that, Mike? After the third round pick, we only have three others. We have a third,
0: a fourth, and two sevens.
1: Yeah, woof, it's weak. My goodness. And
0: like I said, it's a late third, so it's you know. Yes.
1: Yep. More like a fourth. Yep. Closer to a fourth than it is a third. Yep. Yep. Well, it is third anyway. That, That didn't make much sense, but anyway
0: um well it's one like i said it's one of the compensatory picks which they didn't use to give so you know comparing a third round pick uh that we're taking to you know years ago is not quite equatable but it's close
1: yep gotcha gotcha gotcha
0: so um you know yeah and, and then you go into the fourth round and, and you you had not quite as many uh identifiable players but uh, there were a few i mean i think of brian hartline uh, mm-hmm. he was a fourth rounder. Uh, Walt Aikens was a fourth rounder, mm-hmm. uh, Derm Smythe, who, you know, is on the team now and, uh, Solomon Kindley.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know if Solomon's going to make the team. We'll see, but, uh, we'll just see how that all plays out in camp.
1: Right. Lamar Miller was a fourth round pick yeah. out of UM and, you know, he, he was pretty solid running back for us. Um. You know, that that was not a bad fourth-round pick. I mean, you know. Dwight four,
0: Hollier, a pretty good linebacker.
1: Yep. Dwight Hollier going, fought Paul Solii, yeah, nose tackle. Yep. It was very productive for us. Absolutely. Uh, for years. I loved him. Yeah, loved me too. Him. Me too. I like absolutely loved him. Really, really. Travis Daniels was a cornerback for us who came in the fourth round. Um, didn't stay around all that much. Randy McMichael. Yep, was a really gifted tight end. Um came out of the 4th round. So, yeah, I mean, in the 4th round there are guys to be had as well. You know, it's it they're there. You know, it's uh, funny
0: we seem to find more players in the 5th round than we do the 4th. <laughs>
1: yeah. I don't know why that is, but it is. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's interesting. It really is. Yep. You know, it's funny how, how it all works. You know, Brian Cox was a 5th round pick. Yep. I mean, he, and he was an outstanding player. So, you know, what we're getting at here is that, you know, you can find some really, really good football players in the latter round. So, you know, let's just hope they, you know, they pull they, they pull some uh, rabbits out of a hat and, uh, you know, add some more talent to an extremely talented football team. You know, on paper, we've got we, – we we look good. We really do. But we can get better.
0: <laughs> yep and ever so you got some everybody else right
1: mm, well we don't care about everybody else mike i don't i don't care about them
0: you don't care about them huh
1: i don't care about them i don't care about another doggone team in the nfl other than the miami dolphins
0: yeah i think we all share that so i'm looking here and then the guys have asked us to uh touch on a couple of things uh, Steve Medema asked. Uh, who would be the new Debo Samuel in our offense? And uh, who do we think would be the best fit for that role? And I think the guy who would be the best fit would be Debo Samuel, and I don't see us doing that.
1: (laughs) Well, uh, not unless we're giving up our first rounders next year. Um, Right. You know, and um, I mean, there's one football guy. So, I mean, you know, there's one football. You've got Waddle you've got Kasicki, you've got Tyreek Hill, you've got two solid running backs.
0: Hey, Lewis, I was looking on Twitter, and uh, one of the guys that people are putting into that role, you know, uh, is Lynn Bowden. And, yeah. Uh, he's, um, he, he said he'd rather be himself. He doesn't want to be Debo.
1: I mean, why do we have to be – we don't need a Debo. We really don't. I mean, you know, it'd be fantastic, but – you know, Gusecki may be a guy that they utilize in a way that he hasn't been utilized before, and there you have it. You know, you've got a player, and I'm not talking about him running the ball and catching the ball as a My receiver. God, I and then not, because he up. ain't
0: breaking no tackles. <laughs> oh, no, I
1: mean, you know, th- there are guys that fit that role. As you look at our roster, there is not a guy that fits that role. So, you know, don't try to put
0: Square peg, round hold. A
1: square peg in a round hole. No, not necessary. You know, you 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 have what you have in front of you, and you utilize them to their best abilities, and that's how you roll. We don't have to force feed um, a guy into that sort of role. I mean, if they would have went out and and signed, you know, Corderell Patterson, um, you know, that's a whole different ball game because he fits that role, but. Right. You know, when you've got a guy like Mozart and you've got a you know, you've got Edmonds, those are the running backs. They're gonna run the ball most of the time. And it's as simple as that. And you got Gaskins behind them. You don't see a receiver like Tyreek Hill or a Waddle doing that sort of thing. I mean, Debo's a pretty big strong guy. He runs hard. You know, there's just nobody on the roster that really fits that role. Unless you're right. putting Preston Williams back there. Maybe that's why they re signed the Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, he he is probably the biggest receiver we have, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's, kinda, he's so, a little
0: bit injury prone, isn't he?
1: Well, absolutely, you know, but again, you know, to answer that question, you know, I I don't, you know, I don't see Debo coming here number 1 and number 2. I don't see a guy on the roster other than the the gentleman I just mentioned, I don't think you know. I don't think that'd be a good situation. So. Yeah, I,
0: I know the Jets are uh, pretty. At least they were pretty interested in uh, Debo. I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but that was that was the talk a few days ago.
1: We don't really want him in our division. I mean, you know, I hope he goes elsewhere. We really don't want. He's he's a really good football player, and yep. um, I'd rather him stay in the NFC. You know, stay out of the conference, stay out of the division. Stay out of our way.
0: Well, all the, all the quarterbacks came. Now all the receivers are going to follow.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, Mike, you know, while we're on the Debo um, talk, you know, the NFL, you know, as it is, you know, this sort of thing is just I'm – get, I'm getting tired of it, you know. I mean, these guys, you know, wanting to leave and this and that for yeah, one Yeah, it's reason, a little bit of a tail
0: wagging the dog.
1: It, you know, it's getting to a point where, you know, as a fan, if you're a San Francisco 49er fan, you know, I mean, that's the la you know, you look at this guy and he's one of your best football players. Yeah. And, you know, you, you just, you, you fall in love with the guy as a player. And then this sort of thing happens. and And this seems to be happening quite a bit these days. And They've got to figure out a way, and I don't think there is a way to, you know, to to just stop, the, you know, them dictating as to what is, you know, what they want to do and where they want to go and that they're not happy here and there. I mean, listen, there's how many guys in the NFL, Mike? I mean, look at some of the bad teams. I mean, you think the players there are happy? You know, course, I mean. Of
0: course not. It goes right. in cycles.
1: <laughs> I, I get it to an extent, but you know, be thankful. You know, you're with that team. I mean, if there's something that's underlying that's just over the top, you know, just not a good situation for you where you don't have a great relationship with a coach or whatever, and we don't know what the situation is really, but you know, to me, it just seems like these guys just don't want to be where they're at and they're just, you know, pushing to go elsewhere. You know, it's that simple.
0: Well, what the league has to do and they won't do is is make an example of somebody,
1: you know. You got a guy
0: like uh, Debo who's not happy, so you cut him and, and, you know, the owners collude and they don't pick him up. Yep, yep. Then what, you do that a few times and all of a sudden the players will be
1: happy. Exactly.
0: The NBA playoff means next level basketball. Get in on the first round action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You win no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet during the first round with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus. Place a same-game parlay each day with three or more legs and get up to $25 in free bets back if one leg doesn't hit. So download the uh, DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the uh, first round of the playoffs, and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner in the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. That's how it used to be done. You know, now it's a different day. hmm Have we ever discussed uh, Sean Payton coming here? I don't think we have.
1: Why would we?
0: Well, that's it, you know.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, uh, you know, the Brady thing along with that, and somebody asked what that means for McDaniel. It doesn't mean anything for McDaniel. if. Nick Daniel goes out and has success. It's a non-story. So you know you would you would think that that's what you'd be rooting for rather than worrying about Sean Payton.
1: You know Sean Payton. Listen, I I think we've got an extremely talented coach here at this point. I mean, well, yeah, they, he hasn't
0: coached he hasn't coached a game yet. He's a genius.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I personally I think he he's a talented guy. I do You know, too. I think he's going to do a really solid job for us. Um, you know. I, I don't know how much say he had in this free agent situation. I'm sure he had some say. And they went out and they did a really good job. You know, they 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 attacked um, you know, situations that needed to be addressed, and th- they did a really good job at doing so. Now we you know, we don't we know how he is as an assistant coach. We don't know how he is as a head coach, but right. I have faith in him. I think he's gonna be very solid. Now you know, if you brought him in and um, you know, this is gonna be a one year situation, you know, that that does an injustice to the whole organization. It does an injustice to Tua. Um, uh, it does an injustice to all the coordinators that are underneath McDaniels right now, because Peyton will bring in a whole different group of group of coaches and it's a whole different system all over again. So if in fact something like that was to happen I'd be shocked and I'd be, you know, I'd be pissed to be honest with you unless McDaniel's just completely falls right on his face. Uh and you know and we have a 2 and 15 season, you know, or you know the coaching is just horrible, the team's not disciplined. I mean all those things happen, okay, maybe, but you know to to sit here and have that that conversation right now when you've put things in place you know i think it's just foolish
0: agreed i you know i i don't see a reason for it you know i first of all if this was going to happen it would have happened before mcdaniel was hired and uh you know that didn't happen now there was some speculation that the reason it didn't happen was because you know brady wasn't going to be released by tampa or whatever the situation is but uh you know, I, I think it, right now we ought to be looking towards the future and not, you know, something that could have, might have, you know, or maybe even should have happened.
1: Right. I mean, compensate. I mean, listen, it, it, does it really help the team? I mean, you know, okay, so you bring Peyton in and you bring Brady in and, you know, you've got, you've got a situation with Brady where at some point, you know, I don't care, you know, if he's Superman, doesn't <laughs> matter. At some point he's going to slow down. and. um You know, he had a really, really good football team around him. We've been saying that for eight years. We we have been, and you know what, Mike? You know, he he still does an extremely good job, but man, he throws some stink bombs out there. You know, every once in a while. Yeah, I mean, he had quite a few stink bomb games this past season, and I mean, you know, he's old. I mean, so you're bringing a guy in for a year or two, and you know, rolling the dice there, and the compensation for Peyton and you know for Brady would just set us back. I mean, it's not only the fact that you're investing in an older player, but it's the compensation that you're going to be giving up, you know, for those two gentlemen. So, you know, I I don't like it. You know, I think we're in a great position. um, Very talented team right now with with two first-round draft picks next year and two third-round draft picks and uh, a, a number two in between that. I mean, you know, so... You know, if in fact you know we don't get to where we need to get this this upcoming season, you know, we we can address a lot of things the following season. You know, especially with the two number ones. So the 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 organization as a whole is in a really good position right now. You know, with their free agent signings and and the um, you know, where they've put themselves in regard to draft picks in not this year's draft but next year's. Draft. Michael
0: Tennant asks, what second- or third-year player will make the jump this year?
1: What second- or third-year player will make the jump from where? Building? Where is he jumping from, Mike?
0: Well, he's not jumping off a building. What he's talking about <laughs> is excelling. I know what he's talking yeah.
1: about. I'm kidding. Um, let's see. We'll make the jump. The two guys in the secondary – Holland and um, Brandon Jones. Brandon Jones. I think you know, as a tandem, you know, with with the experience they got last year, are going to get even better. I mean, I think that you know, both of them, especially Holland. Without a question of a doubt, will get better. And Holland has the ability to be, you know, a Pro Bowl player and one of the best safeties in the NFL. I mean, he's he's a good football player. Yeah,
0: somebody said he's going to be the next Ed Reed, and I didn't say anything. But uh, my response to that is, it's a different game today. He can't be the next Ed Reed.
1: Yeah, Ed, Ed, listen, Ed Reed was—he'd well, knock your lights out. He, he, he and he was just great. He was a yeah. you know, he was a ball hawk. I mean, that guy. I mean, that that's. That's a that's a guy that you're comparing um Holland to and to, I mean that those are big shoes to fill yeah, right there. Are. I mean that that's you know, he he's got a ways to go before you know I start talking, you know, and <laughs> talking about him being you know another Ed Reed, but but he is an extremely talented football player. Um you know, you look around the roster, Mike, and um you know I'm thinking an, Robert Hunt. Yeah, Robert Hunt you know it is a guy that can definitely take the next step up um you know but i think that the guy that absolutely has to i mean as far <laughs> as necessity is concerned is eichenberg you know i really think i thought you're gonna say Tua. well i mean mike you know we talk about Tua until we're you know we're blue in the face i mean we know that that's a gimme. I mean, yep, you know, yep. we, we, everybody, you know, as a Dolphin fan, whether you love to, or you, you know, you don't like him, um, You know, we all know that, you know, he has to play better football, but, you know, in regard to answering your question, I think that, you know, Eichenberg, that right tackle position, Mike, you know, it, it, there's, there's guys on this roster. One of them is going to be playing that position. I think Eichenberg Eichenberg has to take a step forward. Um well if you know, Eichenberg
0: and Hunt both take a step forward and they solve the center position, we're gonna have a really good offensive line.
1: We sure will. There's no question about it. I mean, I think, you know, Hunt is already there. Um, can he get better? Absolutely. You know, we want him to be a Pro Bowl player. But, you know, he was very solid last season. Uh, we gotta hope that Eichenberg develops into what Hunt did in year two. And um the other guy that you really want to see take that step is phillips oh uh, without a question of a doubt um do do I think he's going to take that step forward you know I just don't know mike i mean i've you know i i wish I could answer that question, but you know as i look at him you know i i, I see question marks you know i i see um you know, I I see a guy like when we watched Jason Taylor in season one, and I watched him in season one. I didn't see the same player. I just well, didn't.
0: They know. were taking him out on third down quite a bit last season. And but that, that effect, says that, that affected
1: his production. But Mike, that says enough in itself. Period. That's you can stop right there. <laughs> with, with the fact that they they were taking him out says it all. That's it. You, you, you know, there's there's no coming off the field if you are going to be productive in situations, period. They're not going to take a guy. It's like taking X-man off the field in a passing situation. You don't do it. You don't do it. So right there, and just what you said, the fact that he wasn't on the field, tells you all you need to know about Phillips. He has to get better. There's no question about it. And that's where my issues lie. now. He was a rookie. We're going to give him the benefit of the doubt. But as I was saying, Jason Taylor in season one, I saw a lot more out of him. You know, I was like, this guy is special. You know, Phillips, I, I don't really feel the same way about him. You know, I feel more so like a, um, a Marco Coleman, you know, that I watched in season one who became a solid player, but not, you know, not a guy that, you know, was over the top you know, spectacular in any way, shape, or form. He was he was a marginal player. So let's just hope he develops into that. But yeah, you hit it right on with him. Now, um, you know, I he's a guy that I just don't, I just don't know. I, you know, I'm not so sure about. I I, have, I think a little bit more faith in Eichenberg, believe it or not, than I do in Phillips right now. Taking it, you know, a big big jump forward. But we'll see. You know, yeah. hopefully I'm wrong. I'd love to see the guy become a force on that opposite side of Agba.
0: All right. And, uh, well, he'll go over 1,200 yards and waddle over 100 catches.
1: (laughs) Well, there's no reason not to believe, you know, other than the fact that, you know, he's got Tyreek on the field. I mean, to where Waddle can't get another 100 catches. I mean, now he's got a real threat on the field you know Uh um, around him to where teams have to pay attention and you know I don't know if it's necessary for Waddle to get to 100 catches again I think that if he gets more yards this year and on less catches I'll be thrilled I don't care if he catches 70 balls and goes for 1400 yards that's what you want to see right Um, you know 100 catches for what was it Mike thousand twelve hundred no no First no 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 waddle last year had 100 yeah. a hundred catches for it just over a yeah, thousand just right? over a thousand i mean so basically he averaged about 10 yards a catch we want that average up, up and so to see up we want it up 14 yep. 15 16 yards per catch um you know which is doable um tyreek hill 1200 yards yeah, you know, I mean very, very doable, but you know, again, you know, it just depends. You know, you gotta stay
0: healthy. I mean, there's other variables.
1: Yeah, I know? mean Tua likes Waddle a lot. Yep. I mean he favors him incredibly. I mean, you,
0: you remember when Marino had Duper and Clayton, right? I mean, one week it would be Duper going off for a couple of scores, the next week it would be Clayton going yeah. off. You know, it it wasn't the same guy all the time, and I don't think it will be here
1: either. I I I agree. I mean, there's no question. There's no, you know, there's no question about that. I mean, I think on given weeks, you know, the running game is going to carry us. Um, you we know, hope. with the talent that we have, I think that we're capable of doing that at this point if everybody stays healthy across that offensive line and the running backs stay healthy. So, there's a lot of different ways that this team can beat you. Um, you know, if you look at the Forty ers you know where. McDaniel came from, they didn't have guys that, you know, had, you know, big, big yardage years or, you know, or over the top. I mean, they had guys that basically complemented each other. And um, you know, Kittle had big games, but you know, that's only because he just creates. I mean, he'll catch a 10-yard pass and take it 50. Yep. You know, he's that type of player. But in his offense, you know, I'm just not sure. You know, I don't know where the numbers are going to be because I think they're going to spread the ball around quite a bit. So, you know, as long as they're winning football games, I I, I don't care about the, the, the amount of receptions and the yardage that follow those receptions. You know, I think that, you know, you go on the field, you win football games, you're productive. The, the offense defense moves. will
0: dictate who's going to have a good day. I mean, that's pretty much how it works.
1: Yep. Agreed.
0: Um, let's see here. Um, surprise cut. Surprise cut. Well, surprise. I I mentioned Solomon Kinley. He's somebody who I would think is, is teetering a little bit.
1: You know, I think Austin Jackson, uh, is, you know, if a guy like Kinley takes a step forward, you know, I mean, there's only so many positions on the field, you know, um, you know, it. You could see him go. I, it wouldn't surprise me in the least, though. That that wouldn't be a surprise. Um, that's tough, Mike. It really is tough. Um, you know, man, Gaskins. You know, Gaskins. You know that yeah. that would be a surprise. You know, at the end. I mean, if if they like a med, you know, over him, right um dokes you know develops uh gaskins could be
0: i don't think dokes is going to be a good fit for that offense
1: yeah i i don't know mike i mean you know we we talked about um you know a power guy right i mean that's what daniel was talking about you know having a a power guy and
0: i think i said that but yeah you did Yeah, yeah yeah
1: yeah one of you guys said it on one of the podcasts i mean but you know, if you look at the roster, I mean, there is a possibility that Gaskin doesn't make the team. I mean, you know, if Ahmed outshines him, you yeah. know, and you've got the two veteran free agents that you signed, I mean, that that's yeah. a possibility. Yeah, it's, you know?
0: it's, it is possible. Yeah. I so. don't know if it's likely, but it's definitely possible.
1: It would be a surprise, yep. you know, but, you know, as you look at the roster, you know… There's not a lot of guys, you know that you know. As I look at them, would be a surprise. Gaskin would would somewhat be a surprise, I think. And, and possibly the other
0: thing is, you know, who impresses in camp. But, you know, if they if they have, uh, let's just say, a safety come in, you know, and uh, do really well, then then Rowe could be in some jeopardy.
1: Yep. You know, exactly. it just
0: it just depends on you know what happens over the summer. Exactly. Uh, let's see. Thoughts on Madison and Sertain coming back to uh, coach?
1: I love it. I absolutely love it. That may have been the best cornerback tandem at that time in our in history. Football. No point. Yeah, I well, think well, it, yeah. well, in football at that time, and yes, in our history, without a doubt. I don't think there was a better cornerback tandem at any point. You know, even on the even on the Super Bowl teams.
0: You know, no, they corners. were good, but the, the Foley was a bit weaker than these guys are.
1: Yeah, Curtis John. I mean. Listen, those two guys were both phenomenal, phenomenal football players, and I love the fact that they're both here. I mean, I think it's great. I mean, I've met both of the guys. They're great individuals, and, um, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, listen, you've you've got such a talented secondary. And now you've got guys that have been there that done know the that, tricks. They know the tricks. They know the tricks. And, I mean, God, I mean, if that's going to help Holland and, and Jones get better and, you know, you've got the two veterans at the cornerback Well, the guy right.
0: you wanted to help is Igbenogany. Like
1: yes. Well, without a question of a doubt. He, he, listen, if he somehow develops into a really good football player, that's just a guy that, you know, we're not even thinking about. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he's a guy that, you know, he's an afterthought on this football team. He's a guy that, you know, we don't even think is going to make the football team. If he somehow in, th- in season three comes out and plays like a number one draft pick, I mean, that, that's more depth in the secondary that, you know, you can't have enough of those type of guys. So, um, that would be phenomenal, and I mean, if these guys can't get him to to the point where he needs to get, then you know, and we, you know, he was just a big mistake on our part as far uh-huh. as drafting him. I mean, this is a make or break season for him. There's no doubt.
0: All right, in the not so serious department, Lucas asks: Take all the Miami head coaches in Dolphin history, put them in a ring, and who's coming out victorious?
1: Who's coming out victorious in regard to? In yeah, a, fizz, a fist fight. In a fist, in a fist fight. fight. Yeah. Well, God rest his soul, probably Sperano. I mean, he was the biggest out of the whole crew. And, uh, oh, God, what's the fella's name that's over in Detroit now coaching?
0: Oh, uh, Campbell.
1: Campbell. Those those two guys, pretty big. Yep. You know, but Shula was a feisty son of a bitch, man. He probably... Kicked the shit out of anybody well, in his. He way. also
0: asked who would win a fist fight between Shula and Ditka. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, come on.
0: Uh, well, I'll just tell you, I answered Ditka. He was a tight end. Dom was a cornerback. So
1: listen, nobody, nobody's kicking Dick's ass. Let me tell you something. Yeah, as well. That's and pretty and much I'll tell you what, if Dick ever, ever heard that question. <laughs> Out of somebody, you know, he'd just give him that look and you know that snarl and just rip him a new ass. I mean, that guy is a tough son of a bitch, man. Yes, you know, he is. He is. Um, you know. You, sure. you remember him
0: and uh, Buddy Ryan on the sideline? Oh the
1: God, yeah, him and oh, uh, just going at it yeah. that night. We beat him on that yeah. Monday night game, and you know, I remember him getting in uh, the fridge's face that night because <laughs> Dwight Stevenson was just. <laughs> throwing them around like a big sack of potatoes. I mean, it was it was great. It was great. There was so much screaming on that sideline. He just, you know, they just had great. a meltdown. They had a
0: meltdown. That's all.
1: Yeah, they got their asses whipped and they couldn't yeah. handle it. They that's didn't it. know what to do with us. Yeah. They didn't know what to do with Danny Boy and Clayton and Duper and that more and the guys that Nat night. That more, what a game he
0: had that night.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was good stuff. Good stuff. Great stuff. One of the biggest wins, in my opinion, you know, aside from the Super Bowls, obviously, one of the biggest wins in Dolphin history. It really oh, I think, was. So. I
0: think so. It yeah. was just such a, it was such a fascinating game going into it. Yep. And, uh, I mean, you know, it would, it was definitely a fun night to be there. I mean, that, that, that place was electric and the team was jacked up and the 72 guys were on the sidelines cheering them on.
1: Yeah, that it may have been stink. my favorite game that I've ever attended. That one and the, um, you know, the Jet Championship game yep. when they won fourteen to nothing with Dewey. You know, the championship game when we beat the crap out of the Steelers. I mean, we we just blew them out. I mean, yeah, they, that, that they,
0: wasn't a contest.
1: It wasn't a I mean, It was fun. You yep. know, don't get and the, when we beat beat Fouts in the playoffs after they beat us, and you know the the epic in Miami. The following year, they came right back here, and we whipped their asses. We intercepted Fouts, I think, four times. That was a fun game. But that Monday night game, I mean, you know, it just had everything imaginable. It was a Monday night game, number one. And number two, you know, just everything that, you know, that that game was all about, you know, protecting the, you know, the undefeated season and, you know, the Badass Bears who were just rolling over everybody. I mean, nobody was scoring points against them. I mean, we scored more points against them that night. Can't remember the stat, but we literally scored more points that night than they gave up over, um, I believe, an eight or nine game period yeah. over that season. Yeah. It, was yeah. it was crazy. It's crazy. Yep. It's
0: crazy. All right, anyway. Louis. Anything else you want to That's add tonight?
1: It. No more questions.
0: Well, there is but we'll save them for another time.
1: Yeah. No, I think we're good. I mean, you know, it's uh, you know, it's keep me posted on the draft, Mike. You know, I'll like I said I'll be traveling, you know, keep me posted on who did what and so on and so forth and um we'll come back next week with our thoughts, I guess, on, you know, what we did with our four picks and what the Jets did with their 20 picks and yeah. the rest of the division and what they Don't did.
0: forget Buffalo. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I said the rest of the division as well, you know. So, you know, it'll be fun. Kansas City's got two number ones now, you know. So, they've got some draft picks. Eagles have a lot of draft picks? Um, Eagles have a lot of draft picks. We don't care about the Eagles. Other conference, Mike. Yep. Other conference. Well, it's relevant
0: because they have some of our draft picks.
1: Mm, Well, they're not ours anymore, Mike. Nope. It's just like Devontae Parker is not ours anymore. He's irrelevant. Yep. He's an enemy now. (laughs) He's an enemy. (laughs) Yes, sir. All right.
0: All right. So uh, we'll be back next week. Got it. And uh, until then, fins up, everybody.
1: Fins up, Dolphans. Go Greer. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Podcast Network.